0: The Miami Heat are still the standard in the Southeast Division and the standard the Orlando Magic are trying to live up to. Why a loss is not the end of the world, but says a lot about what's next for the Orlando Magic on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On
1: Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: You are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 7th, 2024. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the site expert and editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at philipr I'm coming to you from Kaseya Center here in Miami as the Orlando Magic fall to the, to the Miami Heat 121-95. to 95. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, why the Miami Heat are still the standard the Magic are trying to live up to and how they get there a little bit. We'll talk about what the Magic learned from their loss of the Heat, plus the season's not over, guys. Calm down. We'll get to all that coming up here in just more. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20.00 off your first purchase. I don't think it's rocket science. Um, the, the Miami Heat's Southeast Division banners are, are right over there. Um, the Miami Heat have won a lot of division championships, and they've won a lot of division championships of late. In a lot of ways, they are the standard. They they are a standard team. You know, We could talk about Heat culture. They did not have the Heat culture court on the, on the floor tonight. We could joke about Heat culture and, and all that stuff, but it's a real thing. It is a real thing. There is a real mystique about this franchise, this organization, this team. There is a belief that despite their seven-game losing streak, despite all the struggles that they've had this year, and they did not play a perfect game by any means against Orlando, we'll dive into that in a minute, that despite all of it, they're fine. That there's a poise, there's a calm, there's an understanding of what it takes to win at a high level here in the NBA. This Heat team has that innate knowledge They know it. They understand it. And this young Magic team is trying to learn it. They're trying to gain that knowledge. They're trying to gain that understanding. And as Jamal Mosley continually says, as this team goes through the ups and downs of of the season and and of of this playoff chase, the only way they're going to learn is through this experience. So, yes, we hyped this game up. We said all the standings and vocations that were involved in this game, that it was a, a chance to make a major statement uh, against a team like the Heat to say, hey, we, the Orlando Magic, are here and now and ready to compete at a higher level, on a higher plane. The Magic dropped the ball on them. And, and unfortunately, they dropped the ball in a way that really feels disappointing. Um with all the hype, with all the intensity, with Jonathan Isaac even saying after shoot-around this morning uh, that we understand the importance of this game and we are ready. The Magic didn't come out ready. They were down 7 nothing right off the bat. Um, they had to fight and scratch and claw to get themselves back in the game only to see Miami re-extend that. League. This was a game that was an immense struggle for the Magic, a game where they struggled to, to find a, a, a consistent group. At the end of the day, Orlando's not playing their opponents. And, and this is the point that the Magic are trying to get to and, and in a lot of ways have gotten to. They're not playing their opponents. They're playing the standard. And again, the heat, I'm using standard in two different ways. The Heat are the standard for the Southeast Division. They're the best team, the best program, the best franchise in the Southeast Division. Whoever is going to take over the next generation of this division and it certainly looks like the Heat are kind of on the decline, they got to go through the Heat. The Magic understand and know they've got to go through the heat. And with this loss, they very well may have to come back to this building in April and play them once again. There's that word that I mean by standard. But there's also this word and this definition of standard. The Magic have a way of play. They have an understanding of what they have to do to win games. And it does not matter who's on the other side of the court. They play that way. And that is something that the Heat understand innately. We saw that in the win in Orlando in December. We saw that when the Magic came here uh, a couple weeks ago in January uh, and faced the Heat. We saw that Miami play has a style and a way of playing, and it doesn't matter who's on the floor. It doesn't matter who they're playing. They're going to play it, and some nights they have it, some nights they don't. Look, Orlando didn't have it tonight. Orlando had to find and grind and, and to, to give themselves a chance, and they really struggled to do that. The Heat understand this. They understand it innately. They've, they've gone through these battles over and over and over again to put them there. The Magic have it. They've got to learn this stuff. And so the Magic have to learn what their standard is. And frankly, that was the problem in this game. It, it wasn't anything Miami did. Miami was solid, not great, but solid. It was Orlando let physical play and, and not getting to the foul line frustrate them. We saw heads droop. We saw... Uh, players stump their shoulders, stay on the ground a tick too long complaining. It was the Magic struggling on defense, the, the the backbone of this team. They've had a lot of games where they did not play great defense, even during this good stretch that they've had over the last couple of weeks. The loss to Cleveland, the loss to Dallas, and now the loss to Miami, where they're giving up 130. They give up 130 points in those games, only 120 in this one. But Miami plays a lot slower. 120 feels like 130. They still have these moments where they let go of the rope. And look, fatigue is a real thing. I don't want to overreact to a loss, and we're going to get to that in a minute. Fatigue is a real thing. And at the end of this long road trip, it finally kind of caught up to them that Orlando wasn't going to be able to play at the intensity that they brought in previous games, that they brought during this win streak. And it just kind of caught up to them. But that's the thing. The good teams, the great teams, the teams that the Magic ultimately want to become, they know how to bring it. Palo Bancaro, honestly, had the best perspective. And this is why, and honestly, if there's a lesson that's learned from this game and a lesson that's learned from anything that the Magic come out of this game with, it's this. Palo, you know, the Magic just completed a 3-2 and two road trip. Like, to go 3-2 and two on this five-game road trip with the opponents they face, Oklahoma City, Minnesota, uh, Miami, the wing that you know, saw, sorry, San Antonio, Detroit, or wins. They had to steal one. They got one from Minnesota. They, th- this this road trip is ultimately a success. But Paulo Bancaro did not necessarily see it that way. He said, you know, against San Antonio, we built a 23-point lead, let them all the way back in the game, had to make plays at the end to win it. Against Detroit, we kind of messed around a little bit, and Franz Wagner had to bail us out with 38 points. And I think he had, what, 13 in the, in the fourth quarter? This is the understanding. This is the beginnings of that championship culture, of what the Heat know and that the Magic are trying to learn. You have to play to your standard. And so the Magic shouldn't be satisfied. They should be greedy, as they said back when they were on the nine-game run streak. They should know that they can and must play better if they want to get where they want to go. And that is... Ultimately, what we're sitting here talking about. Miami, for as much as they've struggled, for as many ups and downs as they've gone through this year, they know what that destination looks like. They know what that destination feels like. And so they know how to reach in and grab it. Like I said, Miami scored 121 points, but they did not play their best game. They left the door wide open for the Magic, and the Magic didn't walk through it. The Magic didn't make the plays, didn't play again to their standard to get themselves a win on a night that was very winnable. Now there, there are extenuating circumstances that are and aren't excuses, but part of the part of the part of the fun. Here. The Magic are still learning all of this, and so now may not be Orlando's time. Now may not be that moment when Orlando ascends to the throne. They got one more hurdle to pass. They got one more hurdle to climb. And that hurdle is the Miami Heat. And we may very well see them back here on this floor over there, uh, if you're watching on YouTube. We may see them back here on the floor here at Kaseya Center in the play-in tournament for that 7-8 game because of the loss tonight. We're gonna talk, We're gonna go through the box score first, uh, and get through that, and then we'll be right. And then we'll be right back to talk a little bit about why this isn't the time to panic or be so concerned. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive You're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. Today's episode of Lockdown Magic is also brought to you by our friends at Prize Fix. Look, daily fantasy games are confusing, like really, really confusing. Sorry, like there's these new salary caps, there's new scoring systems, you're playing in these gigantic player pools. You have no chance to win. You want to play a game that's simple, easy to understand, easy to play, and easy to win. That's what prize picks is, to be perfectly honest. All you have to do is pick two to six players and project, and then guess, and then project, I guess, whether they'll get more or less than their stat projections. With prize picks, you can now win up to 100 times more money with as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into a thousand demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize pick squares marked with red demons or green goblins. Get you different payouts. You can now win up to a hundred times your money with as little as four correct picks. It's, it's really that simple. You don't, you know, even without that, you can get your money back on a six on a, I think our four, four player pick with three, three correct answers. You can get your money back on a six with five. It, it it gives you so many opportunities to win. Prize Picks is the daily fantasy game that I turn to, and I know I'll be turning to it Sunday to make the game a little bit better. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked and use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. Oh, it is that magical time of the year, boys and girls. It is trade deadline season. The NBA trade deadline is fast approaching, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is your place for live reaction. Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern time, subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Basketball on YouTube today so you don't miss Josh Lloyd breaking down every NBA trade with analysis and insight you can only get from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. That's your team every day. Okay, let's run through the final box scores. The Orlando Magic called to the Miami Heat, one twenty-one to ninety-five. This was just a really difficult game from the start. Um, you know, I, I, you got to give Miami a ton of credit. I thought their defense was really on point. They did a very good job. Um, just did just they just did a very good job, like really pressuring the Magic and making them feel uncomfortable. And, and quite frankly, Orlando did not look up to the challenge physically. And and that's a strange thing to say because the Magic are usually physical aggressors. They're usually they're usually a team that likes to play physical and get down and defend. Like these games against the Heat, personally I love these games against the Heat. I love playing these types of games because I think these are the types of games that the Magic like to play too. But Miami did a really good job putting Orlando on the back foot early. We've seen Orlando in a lot of these blowout losses um struggle to shoot early. And the Magic missed some shots early. They missed some shots around the basket early. They didn't get some fouls early. The Kind of the physical tone of this game was set. The replay is actually playing on the TV here behind my computer screen. Uh, so I'll be watching that, that, that 7-0 start that the Heat got off to here in a minute uh, on Valley Sports on the Valley Sports replay here in Miami. Um, but the Magic got caught behind, and they, they really struggled to kind of get back up. Now, we got to give Orlando this much credit. Um, they were down by 20 in the first half. They rallied to cut the deficit down to seven down to seven. And so fatigue was a factor. No doubt about it. Last game of a long road trip, um, you know, you, they could feel, they were feeling it. You could see them. You could see that they were a step slow, the processing was a bit slow. They they were not they were not at peak performance. But again, this is something you got to learn how to work through. You gotta learn what you have and how to play through it. And I think that's part of where this team is struggling. You know, they're the bad on back-to-backs. You know, end of a road trip. You know, they've won games at the end of road trips, but this was a tough one at the end of the road trip. And Miami just attacked them. Like, plain and simple, Miami attacked them. Um, the stat of the night is Franz Wagner. Seven turnovers. Seven of the Magic's 18 turnovers. A lot of them were live ball turnovers. The Heat did a really good job with nail help. Uh, whenever Franz Wagner got to the got to the paint, got to, got to the kind of in-between spots. Jamal Mosley said it after the game. Franz was getting to the same spots he was getting to against Detroit. The difference was Miami was able to double him more effectively when he tried to spin or change direction or decelerate. There's a player waiting there for him. They were able to get steals, get deflections, kind of make him be indecisive. And that's what Miami did really well in this game. They made Orlando be indecisive. Uh, And that obviously gets you into a lot of trouble. You know, when you're, you know, I, I say this all the time if you're going to be wrong, be wrong confidently. You know, like, like, be wrong. Like, it's okay. Uh, we can make up for mistakes, but if you're indecisive, that's when you get in trouble. A lot of these turnovers were, again, at the free throw line, at the nail, led directly to fast breaks. Miami scored uh, 27 fast break points. That is not this team typically. That's how they built the lead. You know, I think uh, Miami, one of Miami's uh, Miami's content creators for, for the Miami Heat's website noted that the half-court offenses for the Magic and the Heat at the half were roughly the same. The difference was turnovers and fast break points. That was the difference in the game. Orlando just made a lot of mistakes. They looked very, very tentative and very—I wouldn't say not scared. That's not the right word, but they looked tentative. They—they they didn't look—they um, didn't look aggressive, and, and, and that's that's part of it. That's what—that's what Miami does. They're so good at doing that to you. And so, this is something the Magic have to learn how to work. They have to learn how to find that aggression. And again, they, some of it is they just have so few weapons. Franz only 13 points, five for 15 shooting. He did, he was one for seven from three. So just a rough game for Franz all around did show some life early in the fourth quarter. Orlando trailed by 24 points in the third quarter. They cut that lead down to 10. Franz Wagner, big part of that. Jimmy Butler though hit two back-to-back threes and made it 16. And, and that was, that was kind of it from there. That was, that was all, all she wrote from there. So um, again, Orlando just struggled to get going. You know. Caliban Caro had a nice game of 23 points, seven for 16 shooting, one for four from three, eight for twelve from the line. The team missed two free throws early in the game. That honestly set the tone as well. Did have nine rebounds, seven assists. So continues to put up some really crazy numbers. It's just again learning how to take control, learning how to learning how to kind of play through some of the physicality. He looked really frustrated with foul calls that he wasn't getting. The whole team honestly did. Um off the uh, uh, Markel Fultz, I thought also had a nice game. 13 points, five for 10 shooting. Really paced the team through the early parts of the game. Did have four assists as well. Um, If this is the last game that Markel Fultz plays in a Magic uniform, and I'm gonna talk more about Markel on, on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Magic. If this was Markel Fultz's last game in, in a Magic uniform, it was a really strong one. Uh it, it was a game that you know he really did take control and really helped pace this team and give them. A little bit of life and, and keep them connected enough to, to at least make this a game again. Seven point game at the half. Orlando was right there, even though they did not play well uh, in the first half. It's just eventually it all became too overwhelming because there just wasn't a lot of scoring. Otherwise, you know, Wendell Carter had 15 points, very quiet. 15 points, six uh, six rebounds for him as well. Um, Joe Ingles had nine off the bench, only player with a positive plus minus. Gary Harris had seven. Cole Anthony had four on two for three shooting, but he had a lot of points in that second quarter. Where the ball wasn't moving particularly well, and uh, part of that was Cole was missing players. Like he could not see the players. He's you know not confident taking a shot. Uh, that's a problem. And 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 honestly, like you look at the numbers here, Cole Anthony played thirteen thirty-seven in this in this game. Three minutes and seven seconds of that came in garbage time, but the game already decided. So he only really played set or ten thirty of this game. That's the fewest of any rotation player on the team or any player outside of garbage time in the game. Um, there's, there's a Cole Anthony problem that, that I think is simmering and, and, and is starting to affect rotations here. Orlando shoots 43.8% from Florida, 10 for 35 from three. Uh, the three-point attempt number is up. I, I, eventually, I would like to see it at 35, but the Magic have been doing really, really well in the high 20s, low 30s. Um, the difference there is the Magic score only 44 points in the paint. If the Magic are going to shoot this poorly from three, and if the Magic want to be a low-volume three-point shooting team, They've got to get to the paint. They've got to win the paint. They lost the paint, 58-44. And again, that's usually where I look. I've got it circled right here. Um, you can see right there that I got a circle. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, I don't know if you saw that. Um, uh, but that's where I, that's where I first look to see if the Magic are are competitive or not. Jimmy Ballard leads the Heat with 23 points. Terry Rozier has 18, and really balanced scoring effort from Miami. Just a really nice game from them. They had turnovers too. 13 turnovers for 12 points. A lot of that in the first half that kept the Magic in the game. Once those dried up, the Magic just did not have many options. And again, the Magic's own mistakes really cost them in the end. The Miami Heat beat the Orlando Magic 121 to 95. Why the season's not over, guys. Like, yeah, this was a big loss, a big game, but we're not done here. Why it's time to just take a breath. Like, like, like you've had enough time. Let's let's take a breather here. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, sorry, I was looking at my other screen. But first, it's time for quick word from our friends over at Game Time. Look, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to the next big event. Magic facing San Antonio Spurs on Thursday with Victor Wimbenyama making his only trip to Orlando in his rookie season. The big four-game homestand, including the big game Tuesday against the Oklahoma City Thunder for Shaq's jersey retirement. You shouldn't have to worry. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Killer last-minute deals. All-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Look, I've used Game Time before to buy tickets to events throughout the Central Florida area. It is my go-to, and they take care of everything for you. They send you the tickets on your phone. If you have any problems, they they troubleshoot you. It is the best. I love Game Time so much, and Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets literally in seconds with two tabs. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Create an account. Redeem your code locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. A lot of Magic fans in my mentions. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people in the comments here who did not make it this far. If you did, right, thanks for listening to the whole show. We we really appreciate we really appreciate that. Um, this was a bad loss. Like I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that this is a bad that this is a good loss or that there's some moral victory here. There isn't. This loss is going to have consequences for this team, just like the loss in December did. Uh, that that was the game that they really should have won, the one at the Kia Center, uh, at the inaugural game at the Kia Center. Um, this loss is going to have consequences. Instead of Potentially, if there's a three-way, I mentioned this yesterday. If there's a three-way tie between Indiana, Miami, and Orlando, Miami wins it now, um, you know, because Miami will win the Southeast Division. If Orlando, if there's a tie between Orlando and Miami for that seven-eight game or for six or seven, Miami is likely going to win it, or Miami wins it now because they they won the season series three-one. It very likely means that we are going to be back here in Kaseya Center in mid-April. To watch the 7 8 play in game, to watch the Magic try and beat the Heat to get to the two seed. And it'll be another chance for this Magic team to prove themselves against a veteran Heat team that knows what they're doing. This loss has consequences. Um, The Heat knew it, the Magic knew it, the Heat took the game. Hats off to them. Let's move on. But this is not the end of the season. At the end of the day, the Magic and Heat are tied 27 24. We've still got 31 games to sort this stuff out. The Magic still have a four-game homestand coming up to make you forget about this. The Magic still have the easiest schedule, at least by opponent win percentage, in the NBA. So the tiebreaker stuff is thrown out the window. That is merely just one more hurdle for the team to climb over. That is merely just one more thing that the team has to overcome. But they can overcome it. It's not like the Magic are five games back and needed this win to make that margin for error that much smaller. No. Everything is still within the Magic's hands. And look, at the end, of, as much as we can't use this as an excuse, this team was tired. If you watch the game, if you watch this game, the Magic were a step slow on everything. A step slow on their defensive slides, a step slow in their rotations, a step slow offensively. They got punched in the mouth and staggered back because... Their legs were dead. They were cramping a little bit, or some other analogy that that I'm that, that I'm butchering right here. That's the reality of the NBA. And again, it's not an excuse. You have to play through it. You have to figure out a way, and you have to find a way. And a lot of teams do find ways. Um, but the reality is, this was this was a loss that was tough when the schedule came out. To have to close a road trip at Miami is really difficult. Every every game every game that closes a road trip is really difficult. And there's no reason to be concerned about the way the Magic played because a lot of this stuff felt like outliers. Like, this isn't how the Magic have been playing. The high turnovers, the bad defense, the Magic have been playing really, really well over the last two weeks. So the question now is, how do they respond? That is always the question in the NBA. How do you respond? Nothing in this game that seems concerning is concerning unless it happens again Thursday against San Antonio. And that's a game the Magic should win. The Spurs will be out on this floor here at Caseya Center tomorrow to play the Heat again. And then the Magic will get their shot at the Spurs at Kia Center on Thursday. So Miami's going to soften them up for us, perhaps. Um, The Magic still have everything in their control. Indiana won tonight. That puts them a game and a half up for sixth. The Magic going the tiebreaker over the Pacers. At the end of the day, Paolo Bancaro's message was the right one. We just got to worry about ourselves. We just got to worry about us and taking care of our business. And again, playing to our standard. That's going to be the lesson for the rest of the season. So yes, this pathway is gone. If the Magic and Heat are tied at the end of the season, the Heat win. Meads will be back here. Meads will be in Indianapolis. Or Means will be in Orlando playing Indiana. Who knows? The Heat win. They won this one, guys. It sucks. I know everyone hates hates the Heat winning. The Heat won. But the season is far from over. And there's still lots of opportunity for this team to, to, to continue getting better, to continue rounding into form, and to continue to put their stamp on this season. There's still so much for the Magic to play for. This was a bad loss. No doubt about it. We hyped this game up. The Magic hyped this game up. It had a it was a it was a game with a lot of implications. But it's not the end of the road. It is just another thing that this team has to learn and grow from. And at the end of the day, we are still focused on that long-term vision of what the Magic will become. And that's what the deadline is going to be about. That's what everything in the season is about, is what this Magic team ultimately becomes. And tonight was just a lesson, a hard lesson, but a lesson that hopefully this team does indeed learn. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them based on podcasts to your podcast and able device listen on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can find us on Twitter at OMagicDaily. Be sure to check out my Patreon page as well, the Orlando Magic Hub at Patreon.com slash OrlandoMagicHub. Thank you all again for your support on that as well. It allows me to take road trips like this to come down to Miami. Uh, as well as hopefully uh, go, on, go go around for the playoffs as well. Not just the play-in, the playoffs. but we're, 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 going, we're going to the playoffs here. Um, on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Magic, we'll have our last word before the trade deadline, what the Magic are hoping to accomplish, what the Magic's ultimate goals are. Perhaps an ode to Markel Fultz as well, as as, as he appears to be uh, on the block as, block as well, as the Magic try to figure out what to do at point guard. We'll get to all that on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Magic. But before we do that, now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out, the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel. You can also now find it on Amazon Fire TV as well as YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every week. Find the Locked On Sports Today channel on YouTube as well as now on Amazon Fire TV. That's going to do it for me today from the Kaseya Center. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.